Welcome to The Conscious Investor. Let's get started. This morning, I was working with my high performance coach because every coach needs a coach and coaching is really an endless process of growing and expanding ourselves. And as I was working with my coach, we were talking about um, being vulnerable leaders or servant leaders. And I realized that um, recently when I was in Columbus, Ohio, I released a mindset episode and my editor, she's like, whoa, that was one of the very best episodes I've ever heard from you. And we've been trying to figure out what made that episode so special. And we've had different conversations about it because I felt the same way. And I realized that, and, and there was a bit of agreement, I was more raw or authentic and vulnerable. And when we're vulnerable, it's um, easier to relate and have that me too. And that doesn't come in a very natural way for me. And that's very surprising for a lot of people. One of my friends, um, Anthony Vecino, he says, um, he uses the term selective vulnerability. So if you go over and listen to Brain Dump Podcast, you'll hear him talk about this. He's very good with selective vulnerability. And I'm realizing that I have really zeroed in on that same, that same skill set of being selectively vulnerable, where it really feels like, wow, this person is being so vulnerable, and yet there's so much more that could be said that would be actually far more vulnerable and, and reach outside the comfort zone. And when I say vulnerable, again, as always, I, I never mean inappropriate. There's always, you know, it's always appropriate vulnerability, um, but not selective vulnerability. So perhaps you're in a conversation and it means that you're going to talk. Uh, you might say something to one friend because it's appropriate for the situation. It might be more encouraging to that person to know something and yet to somebody else, another friend in a similar conversation, it might not serve that same purpose. So here's what happens is that when we decide that we want to hold on to things, um, we end up feeling very, very lonely because when we are guarded, we cannot connect. So imagine this if, um, and in my mind, I'm thinking of Roman soldiers. I, I can't imagine why, except that my son loves history and and I'm thinking of um, Story of the World. If you haven't listened to the Story of the World series, regardless of how old you are, it's so interesting. And it's a good overview of history from start to finish. And um, it's very entertaining at the same time. Let's go back to the Roman soldiers. If you were a Roman soldier back in the day, and maybe on in one hand, you are holding up a shield. In the other hand, you are holding a sword. Do you have any hands to reach out and connect to somebody? You can protect people. And so a lot of times that's the position I like to be in. I, I like to advocate for people. I like to protect people. And so I'm going to be in charge and I'm going to have my shield and I'm going to be able to shield those that I love or those I'm responsible for from anything. And I'm going to be able to maybe act in a defensive posture as necessary in order to provide safety and security. But in doing so, are there hands to reach out, to hold, to help, to cuddle, 
the arms. The hands are completely occupied. That's still a posture of servant leadership, right? You're serving those that you care about and love. And at some point, you have to be willing to lay those things down. You have to be willing to connect on another level. And that is very, very challenging for many people. So often we are taught that the model of leadership is there's this expectation that comes along with it, that you have to have things figured out. If you are asking questions, then, you know, you've lost credibility. You are not trustworthy. You are not competent. And we can unleash this whole host of Um, expectations of what a leader must have. And yet, when we really truly evaluate the leaders that we respect the most, they're not the most valuable leaders because they're like, you know, I've got every single thing covered. It's because they come from a position of servanthood. They come from a position of empathy and compassion. And they come from a position of humility. They don't have to know it all because they are surrounded by a host of people. And collectively, the information, whatever is needed, is within everybody. It's simply a position of humble ask. I don't understand how this works. Can you help me? I need some help with um, executing on this. Who can help me? Can you introduce me to the person? Right? Quite honestly, in the investment community, some of us get to a point to where people expect that we know everything. <laughs> and when I say everything, I, I do mean that in a very loose space, the loose sense of the word, right? Not really everything. However, people expect to be able to come to people they perceive as experts and have anything asked. And in that position, I've actually found myself um, telling my husband, like, gosh, I have some questions. Some of these are kind of basic questions. I don't know who I can ask because you can already fill in that blank. If I ask this question, am I going to lose credibility? So then who are we looking after at that moment? Are we looking after those we seek to serve Or are we looking to cover our own bacon? In that way, it's important as we progress that we don't lose sight of continual curiosity, continual embracing of humility. Because at any given point, we can't ever know all of it. See, we always say that there aren't any dumb questions. And we say that to other people. But most of the time, we're unwilling to be that person asking that question. And as we do that, we're holding onto that shield and that sword, and we are putting ourselves in a weaker position. It is absolutely imperative that we know when it's time to pick up the armor and when it's time to lay them down. True true leadership has to be um, linking of arms. It has to be a a position of coming together. So how does this actually show up in our real lives? In our real lives, this shows up by being willing to ask our kids questions. 
So yeah, sometimes I ask my my son questions about, I could ask him about video games or YouTube or things like that, right? Because he is the expert on those things far more than his mom. But I can also ask him questions about things where he can perceive me as the expert. Quite frankly, I could ask him about how to make his brownies so good because his brownies are far better than my brownies. He's already exceeded that that part in, you know, in our relationship. Um, we, so it could be a matter of not saying, oh, you are a child, you are my kid, you are younger than me, if it's just a young person that might work with you. It's allowing an opportunity for anyone to show up. The answer can lie anywhere, um, depending on what we're asking. If it's quantum physics, more than likely a child is not going to be able to provide that type of support or insight, right? But a lot of times we put limitations on the people around us. We have them still pigeonholed in a box instead of saying that answer might be with them. They may have it. I can look for it. I can at least ask, right? And when I say this, I'm using good judgment. You know, you never know who has an answer, but if you have an opportunity to go to someone who might be uh, more suited for an answer, obviously it'd probably be a great place to start. When we are in positions of leadership, it does not have to be lonely, but it will always be lonely if we are refusing to connect with the people, if we are constantly maintaining that position of arms instead of lowering those weapons. As you go about your week, I'm gonna encourage you to look for those moments of vulnerability that you can take. Where can you put things down? Where can you follow your curiosity and, and you know, with humility in hand? And also as you're going around about your week, I want to encourage you to keep your hands open. And that means you can't have both hands on any single thing, right? So, you know, sometimes we need to be holding onto something in one hand because that's just what needs us at the moment. But always make sure there is one hand to either receive or to support. I'd love to hear how you do this in your life and your ideas of how you've grown as a leader. And leaders are everywhere absolutely everywhere. And if you look into your life, if you're thinking, I'm not a leader, if you look at your life, more than likely, you're going to find that you're the point person on something. And that means you're a leader. Until next time, live big, love bigger. Feeling alone, disconnected, Conscious investors often feel alone or disconnected because of their unique perspective and desire to expand their thinking. But the journey of a lifetime isn't meant to be solo or forged by grit alone. Join the Conscious Investor community on Facebook, link arms, exchange ideas, and expand your thinking on finances, relationship, and community. Join the Conscious Investor group on Facebook today.